The views expressed on the following program are designed to amplify those of the speaker and are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Hello, everybody! What's coming up on today's experience? Devotional Diamonds of the Day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show which have nothing to do with life, but actually they are alien signals. Ha ha ha. The review of the goofy news which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think Doesn't it seem like the government and the media are kind of aliens because they're on another planet? Yeah. Life lessons for our faith that we could actually use probably won't if we sit on our blessed assurance humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? Is this the Department of Arguments? No, it isn't. Get it? Ha ha ha. Also, Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. Welcome! To the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I'll be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian. That thingy. Like, do we think of God in macro terms, in micro terms, or in both? Ooh, or in neither. Ow. If you've got an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, don't let it die of loneliness. You just got to reach out to us. It's pretty simple. You just call 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. And when you call 972-445-0770, you will end up talking to Dynamite D. Hello, lucky person. You got the number right because you are talking to kid a Dynamite. Dynamite. Talking to Dynamite D. Well, that's like needing money and getting offered overtime. Ooh, Ooh, come on. Pay and a half right there or double pay. That's pretty good right there. Here's the bottom line. You can also text us, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. 214-210-8483. Additionally, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at he must increase.org. And I send you up to the website. Two things to remind you up there. Number one, there is praise and prayer requests 
forms right on the front page. So if you've got a praise report, you can put it right on the front page. There's a little box. You click it and just fill it out. Nobody knows about it except for us. Number two, there's a prayer request right with that same form. It's the same form. You just say whether it's a praise or a prayer. It's not too complex. Additionally, on the website is a place to give. I'm going to make it very simple, make you very aware. We is hurting. Is he hurting? Hurting? Is it, I like the we is. We is. I mean, there's just there's no other way to say it, folks. I cannot tell you any other way. We is hurting. So keep it uh, keep it in your hearts. Be praying for us if you can't give. We appreciate just your prayers in that. Check out hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. Roller skates. In the ice cold weather. Roller skates in the ice cold weather. Is that somebody bumping into a rock and then hitting their head on the cement or in the snowbank? Like, bang! Yes. Okay, good. Uh, We're going to go to prayer first. There is a news report that's out for those that do not know. Uh, There has been a, well, it's it's being confirmed, a missile strike to some degree in Poland from Russia. Uh, Problem with that is twofold. One, it's about two people that they know for sure have uh, perished in this thing. They don't know if it was an accident or what's going on there. So we're going to pray for the world. Why? Because uh, two ways. One, if the Lord is going to come back, this is going to be how that's going to be thrust forward into life. So let's just be honest about it. And let's be the people that are going, come Lord Jesus. Number two, it's our job to pray for God to pour out his grace and his mercy on the world. So we definitely want to pray that. We definitely want to pray that people that are in, in charge, at least for once, would stop thinking politically and would start thinking spiritually. That would be fascinating all by itself. Itself. Let's go to the Lord in prayer for this, because if this doesn't get checked, you won't have to worry about all the other prayer requests. You get what I'm saying there? All right, let's pray. Father, we come before you right now. We thank you and praise you. We always acknowledge you first and foremost, and we don't know what's going to happen, and we're not going to be afraid because you are in control. There's nothing that takes place on this planet that gets by you. Nothing. Nothing that escapes your attention. Not one little jot or tittle. Not anything. Nothing. You know the numbers of hairs on our head. And so you know what's going on in this situation, and we're simply praying right now for grace. And we are asking with fervent petition that you would move upon the leaders of this world, the leaders of our country and the other countries. And Lord, just just in this moment, perhaps by your grace, could they be less fleshly and more spirit-led to follow after you, even just for this moment that you might spare anything that might come out of this. We ask for your grace. We ask for your mercy. We ask for your kindness in this situation. We want your will to be done, but we are asking you to protect your people all across this globe, the people that call upon your name. Save your own, Lord, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. 
and amen. So we'll keep an eye on that. We don't know what's going on. I know that the missile hit one spot. It's uh, two people that died, but we don't know that that's a direct attack or not. We're not going to say it is or isn't, but praying that God will have mercy on the world seems like a good idea to me. I'm of the personal opinion that uh, the if man was left to himself, we would have blown up the earth about 900 times already. You know, all those bombs and all that stuff out there. You can tell me one person doesn't go, oops. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I'm not even going to. I mean, oops. That's all it's got. Oops. Oh, all right. Uh, a couple of things I do want to let you be aware of. So we'll pray a little later on for the body or for the audience. We want to be praying for healing for both body and hearts for people. And I do want to make you aware that uh, finances are an issue. And I'm not even going to, it's like, it's an issue. we got to do something about it. Uh, so one way or another, we need to work it together the best we can. On top of all that, if you do have a prayer request or a praise report, or if something you want to share, or if you want to just talk, just want to have, you know, have the fellowship, we're here. We're right here. We're not going anywhere. And we're going to just try and do our best to be a blessing. And let me tell you about the word blessing. You are about to hear a teaching you've not probably heard before. Wow, that's bold, isn't it, to say that? Isn't that like kind of a bold, arrogant kind of... Well, I'm not trying to be... I'm not arrogant. Not arrogant a little bold. I'm, I'm not trying to be arrogant. I'm just going to read something, and you're just going to go, uh, 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 and I understand, but let me get through it. So we might go an extra minute or two, as we often do, as we do our best to do it. We are in Matthew chapter 8, and we have just finished talking about the centurion. We just finished uh, Matthew chapter 8, verse 13, and now we're picking it up in Matthew chapter 8, verse 14. So you can read along in your Bible, whatever the case may be. This won't be too far off from whatever translation you have, but I want you to listen to what's being said. It's fascinating and amazing. Verse 14, Jesus went into Peter's house and saw his mother-in-law lying in the bed with a fever. So he touched her hand, and the fever left her. She got up and began to serve him. When evening came, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed. He drove out the spirits with a word and healed all who were sick. So many people have read this text and like, yep, yep, got it. Okay, here's the thing that I think that people are missing, and I want you to listen. This is an intellectual ascent of understanding Scripture. Ready? Okay, Peter, ready? What are we going to say here? Peter, ready? Ready? Who? Peter had a house. Okay, I just, I just, in case you guys are missing this, Jesus went into Peter's house and saw his mother-in-law. Before we get to the, the mother-in-law scenario, here's what I want you to catch. Peter had a house. Remember, these are people. They were fishermen. It wasn't like they sat around doing nothing. They weren't just twiddling and they just they weren't just playing uh, tilly winks. They were workers. They were laborers. They had families. They were they had houses. They had, you know, things that they were doing. And so there's Peter. He has a house. So for every person who has been walking around thinking Jesus never had anywhere to lay his head, I'm going to show you why that is specific to a region and not to everywhere that Jesus went. First and foremost, Peter has a house. Peter, James, and John are the close disciples for Jesus. If Peter had a house, you think they had a base of operation? Uh, 
Hello. Of course they did. Verse 18 is when Jesus says he doesn't have a place to lay his head. In the same text, in the same chapter, it says when Jesus saw a large crowd around him, he gave orders to go to the other side of the sea. Look at that. Look at verse 18. Look, 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 look. Verse 18. He gave orders to go to the other side of the sea. Got it? I'm just going to do this so you can follow this. Then somebody came up to him and said, I'll follow you wherever you go. Jesus said, foxes have dens and birds of the sky have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. The reference is to where he's going. He doesn't have any place to lay his head. He doesn't know where he's going. He doesn't know what's going to happen. It's not a, a simplistic process. But in the core, Peter has a house. And so this idea, that I know it's challenging for some people, like, no, no, that can't be right. Of course it's right. Of course they had a base of operation. Most people have a base of operation. In fact, when Jesus' mom and brothers came to get him, they came to the house he was staying at so they could pull him out. Don't you remember? It's like there's a lot of house stuff there. Well, whose house is it? I don't know, but Peter's got a house. And so you just kind of look at that and go, whoa. And when he said, I got nowhere to lay my head, he was like, we're going over there. It's like you being in Dallas and saying, all right, I'll do it. Don't get mad at me. Uh, we're going to Albuquerque. Oh, I'm going to follow you wherever you're going. I don't know where I'm staying in Albuquerque. <laughs> we're just going there. You see what's going on there? So there's... And, I, and we, I had this conversation in a master's class with other people, including the professor. And it's like, you, it is fair to say that Jesus went many places where he had nowhere to lay his head. But it is not fair to say he never had a place. That's an inappropriation of scripture. And the reason that I make that a big deal is because Jesus' words are being used for other purposes when you go somewhere and you're being led by the Lord, you don't always know where you're going. You don't always know where you're going to lay your head. But that doesn't mean he doesn't give you a base of operation. So let me just read it, and then we'll, we'll move on from it. Oh, we're, you know, it's a challenge. Peter had a house. We do an injustice to scriptures when we say Jesus had no center of operations. But when it says the Son of Man had nowhere to lay his head, it's true. But he was saying that getting ready to visit a vastly different territory. And that's what the scripture says. So let's not make it say something it doesn't. Okay? All right. Take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. The David Spoon Experience. Philip shares the gospel. In that gospel presentation is a proclamation about baptism, no matter what anybody says. That's just the reality of this text. He gets baptized, and the Holy Spirit catches Philip away, and the eunuch never sees him again. Okay, does he go away miraculously? You can't define it as an absolute, but it sure seems that way. Doesn't matter, because why? The text says he never saw him again. That's what the text says. God will use people in your lives for a moment to make a change in your life, and you will never see them or hear from them again. That's what you got to recognize. God will use you in people's lives for a one-time encounter that will make 
that will accomplish that which the Lord desires to accomplish, that will do plant some form of seed that God has in mind, and that's the intent, and then you'll never see him again. You think, well, I don't know what the value of that was. That's why divine appointments are divine appointments and not human evaluations, because God uses the most unique circumstances, even one-time, one-and-done circumstances, to plant seeds in people's lives throughout their journey on the earth, to reach them and speak to them and to encourage them. You getting that? Sometimes God will bring somebody into your life and it's just for a brief moment. And that's the purpose and that's the intent. You you never, you don't fully understand, nor do I, nor does any human being, why the Lord has people cross paths the way he does. But remember, he is God. And so he knows what person needs to have what encounter at what juncture in their life. All of this is to say the Lord is the coordinator. It wasn't Philip. It wasn't the eunuch, so to speak. I mean, it was a strategic placement of a Christian in a position to reach a secretary of the treasury in Ethiopia to have a salvation opportunity. And nobody could ever predict that. But God set the whole thing up. And then he's done. And he ne- it's just so amazing because the scripture says he never saw Philip again. Yep, that's it. One and done. See you, buddy. God bless. And it was all part of the plan of God. Some people get saved in one church, and then they end up going to another church shortly thereafter, and that church is really instrumental in their growth, but not their decision. Totally normal. Nothing weird about that whatsoever. You're normal. I'm no- it's normal because the Lord is in charge, and he's not asking anybody's permission. If Jesus Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Got a caller that would like to call and ask a question. Send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. This is Annika. How are you? I'm doing good, Annika. How are you doing? We're doing great. Um, I was listening just now to your story about, you know, somebody coming into your life for a moment, and Neil and I are driving around, and we had an incident that happened up in British Columbia a long time ago, and we had gotten outside of kind of the the touristy area, the the main city, and when we had gotten into a very nice uh, high-end neighborhood uh, with very deep lawns that led to the house, the houses. And as we were walking, a man appeared to us, and he said, you want to go that way, which was the opposite way we were walking. And we both had a sense about it, and we said, thank you, and we did what he said. And when we turned back, there wasn't enough time for this person to go up on to the, one of the lawns to a house, but the person totally disappeared, and we were both both astonished, and 
I asked Neil about the man, and he said he'd seen this guy was an Asian guy, a youngish Asian guy. And I said, you're playing with me because it was a white-haired older guy, very gentle-looking, full shock of white hair, uh, kind of smallish. And we had seen two different people, and yet we did, we felt led to do exactly what they said. Go, you don't want to go this way, go that way. And we never knew where that person disappeared because there was nowhere, you know, there's nothing to hide behind. And it would have taken way too long to walk up in the time that it took us to turn around to walk up into a property to a house. So all that to say, we've always believed that that was an angel that was keeping us from harm, a harm that we may never know what it was. Absolutely correct. I mean, 100%. I mean, there is no, first of all, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 1 says, continue to love each other with true Christian love. Verse 2, don't forget to show hospitality to strangers, for some who have done this have entertained angels without realizing it. That's the key. There's the, there's this engagement that takes place between us and the angelic realm that most of us are like, huh? <laughs> Just Totally clueless, and I just think it's so cool. First of all, it's a total grace that you were redirected. Uh, second of all, sometimes the Lord will you know thunder it. Sometimes He'll put it in your heart or mind, and at other times throughout Scripture He'll send somebody, and sometimes He'll send one of His specific messengers to deliver this message. Wrong direction, go this way, and that's what you had happen. And the Lord. Just in showing that, just in time, but just in doing that, you should understand that's the level of care and love that God has for you to make sure that you did not go in the wrong direction, something that could have been disastrous. And having fun messing with our heads because he showed us two different people in the one uh, messenger. <laughs> I just think I think for you and Neil, I think that's something you, the two of you together, you ought to. If you haven't written that down, you ought to write that down. Each giving a very brief synopsis of your perspective of what happened, and then merge them. And then I'd quote that first. I'd quote that Hebrews thirteen two, and I just uh-huh. gonna say, there you go. I mean, that's entertaining angels. In other words, you engage with angels who don't even know it. It's like what. That's an angel? you got to be kidding. And I, I just find it to be – now, personally, I find it to be humorous that, that you, you yeah. had one perspective yeah. he had another because yeah. I just feel like God is funnier than people think he is, but that's besides the point. I just think that's fantastic. And then a real quick praise. Um, I thank everybody for their prayers. When I um, – I took a real knucklehead uh, uh, move. Uh, the voice in me, the spirit said, don't do that. And um, I was just feeling very frisky on a beautiful day. And I um, kind of tried that karate chop thing, only I had put a board across some stairs with nothing to hold on to and thought I was going to break it. And uh, I landed really hard and I was fine until Saturday. That was Wednesday, Saturday. I had no problems until I decided to get competitive with an overnight guest we had in a fast walk. And then in the wee hours in the morning, uh, my muscles spasmed so hard. I, uh, You have no idea what you may have. But anyway, it was like, oh, my God, I now know how torture can mess with a mind. So all that to say, um, I am 
great. I'm great. I like within days after uh, getting something to stop that, I've been out doing everything as crazy and as active as ever before. So I'm so thankful and thank you for everybody and their prayers. Awesome. Awesome. And thank you for catching everybody up on the situation and for letting people participate with you. And then now rejoicing with you that you're doing better. That's awesome. That's that's the Christian thanks for faith. What you're doing. Well, right. thanks for what you're doing. All right. God bless you. Excellent. Excellent God job. Bye bye. Bye-bye. All right, so I'm just going to share this story. I'm going to be real careful. We just talked the other day, okay? Literally, what, yesterday we talked about careful, right? God is God. Don't, you know, don't, right? Now, that doesn't mean angels don't exist, so let's not get weird. We never said that. Well, what we said was let's not put the angels on the same level that we would put the Lord. So let me tell you something that happened to Joshua, my son, not me. I didn't, nope, that's not me. Uh, and uh, in Flagstaff, Arizona, at 3060 Walk-Up Drive. <laughs> this is how much stuff I know, like these kind of things. These are the specific things where I can nail them down. He comes in the house. He must have been, I don't know, I think he was probably eight, maybe not, maybe in the eight range, okay, seven, eight, nine range. Let's just say that range. He walks in the house, and he goes, who's that really big guy in the middle of the yard? And I go, what really big guy in the middle of the yard? And we had a big front yard, and there were no trees. There was no nothing. And I'm like, and you can look out the window, and it's like, <laughs> there's nothing out there. There's nobody out there. And he goes, no. He goes, there's this really big guy right in the middle of the yard. And when I was walking in, he was right there. I want to know who he is. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> right? So what am I doing as a dad? Let's just think about what you would do as a dad, just as a human being, right? You're thinking, so I go out there, and I run out in the front, and I'm looking at the edges, and I look down the street both ways, and I look everywhere, and I look in the backyard. I'm hunting, I'm hunting, I'm hunting. Not hunting thinking that God did something cool or that Joshua saw something that I couldn't see because his eyes were more clear than mine, especially then, because <laughs> I was pastoring the Church of Flagstaff, and that's a whole separate issue. Uh, but the bottom line is, he saw something. My response was, "I got to protect my family. I got to be like I'm like." And the and it was just like I've always thought to this day. I bet that was an angel. I bet it was just yeah. an angel. And then the kid just saw the angel. And who knows why? And this is the thing I would tell you before you get into any weird theology, because we talked about angelology just the other day. Don't you, you never build a monument. You don't ask angels for help. That's what the Job passage says. You be very wise. You be very careful. But that doesn't mean you're not going to see. You're not going to see the Lord's messenger. That doesn't mean you will see the Lord's messenger. I have not seen an angel the same way that other people have, but I have seen a very bad demon that way. <laughs> so I don't want to talk about that. That was really just very uncomfortable. Uh, and that's a whole separate story that I'll have to share with you some other time. But let's just say he wasn't there to make me happy. Okay. That's just, I'm just going to leave wow. it there. Leave it there. But what a cool story. And that, that the Lord gave her direction and that gave Neil direction. And the, the direction that Neil received, the direction that I could receive was the same direction, but it came from a different visage. It's like, that's uh, only God is that cool. And, and Dave, when it happens, because I've experienced that myself, when it happens, you never forget it. Yeah, it's, you never it's forget implanted it. like cement. It's not movable. It's there forever. All right, we'll take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. 
Since the dawn of the internet, people have been looking for a website they can be proud of without costing an arm or a leg. People want a quality website to promote their ministry, business, hobby, or passion. Introducing Cowpunch Sites. Cowpunch Sites can help you create and maintain a quality website. From design to security, Cowpunch does it all. Cowpunch is a family-owned and operated business, taking a fresh approach to business. Lots of clients at lower prices. Make mom happy. The most significant benefit of working with Cowpunch Sites is that you work with real people, not cheesy templates. No outsourcing. It's $57 a month, and there's no setup fee and no cancellation fees. When you go to cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's me. Oh, did I mention that it's $57 a month? Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull. Um, Dave, this is a nice radio station. Oops, sorry. That's Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no baloney. There, that's better. Cowpunchsites.com slash dad. What is the David Spoon experience? I did what most Christian men would do when they make a mistake it's their fault. There's nothing but humiliation on your face, and you're trying to recover in the moment. And you know what I did? I blamed it on every possible unseen force except for myself. You have chosen wisely. <laughs> so guess who knocked that uh, crystal light on that white carpet? It was Satan, by golly. Well, it was at that moment. Because it certainly wasn't my fault. I didn't knock the, the crystal light all over. It was my glass. I did pour it. I did bring it to the table. And somehow fell on the, the carpet and spread everywhere. And by golly, I wasn't going to take the blame for it. Because that would be taking personal responsibility. Well, I'm not taking personal responsibility. After all, that $500 deposit we just had that we were hoping to get back when we move out is uh, already down to 200 <laughs> And it was dropping by the dollar as the stuff was spreading. Pentecostal background, a non-denominational background. David Spoon has that too. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, spirit-led, and a bit nutty, then give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience. 770 KAAM, Garland, Dallas, Fort Worth.